No, you you always no, fuck off on your yeah. phone. Yeah, it's because yeah, you're it's a, always someone else. Because you're a phone addict. It's always someone else. You can't else. get off your cell phone. So then I sit here and invariably, while sitting here waiting you to it's, get off your it's phone. It's always someone else. I uh, never start do. playing videos. And then you're just like, oh, it was actually you the whole time. But you were just on your phone. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm trying to drown out the vanilla white people music. Uh, it's called Barbershop Quartet, sir. And if you have a problem with Dominant Sevens, you need to take it up with somebody else. I'm taking it up with you because you're playing it in my ears. Well, it's a good thing you're kind of being an asshole today because that leads us into the topic I'm wanting to talk about. I'm not being an asshole. You're definitely being an asshole. No. So, so I'd like to discuss. Oh, boy. Something that we've, uh, we've been talking about, been texting about, and that's uh, that's not real hunting. <laughs> a bunch of people on the internet, typically people who have like a, they're like a three acre lease. Yes. And they Bow just, hunters. They, they hope, they hope one of those deers, one of these days are going to escape from the fenced, fenced in property adjacent and, and cross their little, little, little tree blind so they can. You're really, you're really going in hard on this one, aren't you? It's fun. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so emotionally <laughs> invested in this. I don't even hunt deer. Yeah. I know. Also you, you've had different opinions in the past as it pertains to this. How so? As in what's hunting and whatnot. Well, I mean, okay, here's the deal. I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of I'm, I'm not a fan of really any of that style of hunting. And like, I think some of the guided stuff is a bit much. Yes. Because people go on a guided hunt and it's like, they acted like they just, you know, traversed the mountains themselves. And like, they didn't just get so lent somewhere with a big animal. Where do you for. draw the line at? Well, it's like I can recognize that that's that's um, I don't know. I and then I think it's funny how people portray some of those guided hunts, while also the people who are just upset because they can't afford the guided hunts who are like that's probably most of them. Yeah, I mean, what what really spurred this conversation this go around it was Glovers, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Mike Glover went on a hunt, I believe, with the Black Rifle Coffee guys. They all went up to some place in Utah. Well, did some Andy and the all them did some bull elk hunting, and he uh, smoked a monster. And it was just like that's not real hunting. How dare you represent this as something that's? I really, I mean, I would like to know the. Uh, well, number one, that person's standards for real hunting. Number two, like, was it like a four hundred acre high fence ranch or? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, I, I think that group of guys. <laughs> I doubt it was like the, well, the, how many of them were out there hunting? It was probably a pretty big I don't place. Know. I don't know. Cause I, I watched his, he did like a little, he has a podcast now. Uh, he talked about it a little Andy? bit. Yeah. Okay. No. Glover. Oh, okay. He talked about it a little bit. And he, you know, obviously because so many people were like, <sighs> well, yeah, that's, that's the other side is I think a lot of people are mad at Glover for reasons that have nothing to do with hunting and everything to do with, he said some, he may have said some stupid stuff the last couple of weeks. Like, like what? We're, we're talking about like a well, comments that I think were taken out of proportion, and it's kind of on the political side of the Second Amendment stuff. So people are just kind of dogpiling him on everything right. he does. Well, I mean, once you're in the the real public spotlight, as he is, yeah, seems like more often nowadays. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do; someone's going to have a problem with it. Uh, I'm more surprised, which I didn't spent a lot of time going through the comments. I'm more surprised more people didn't like 
say something about the shot he made and the calorie use because he's running a Sig Cross 18 inch 6.5 Creed. And I think he's did he say he was using Sig ammo? I think he did. I don't remember on the ammo. Yeah, so he got posted Glover and then uh, on his page and then on Sig Sour's hunting page and uh, yeah, I just saw, I saw a lot of people dogpiling him for like that's not a real hunt and uh, and it also because you have to think that they're they all got theirs before yeah before everybody yeah. else he said he even said like possibly the first one of the season in that state which is why i'm thinking that they all i'm thinking it was kind of purposeful that There's, they all did that the hunting community is just like the gun community toxic as shit yeah. <laughs> people just can't it's like my ex-wife <laughs> People, only people who know that will like understand that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. But I mean, at a certain point, like I, I would, I would like to know that person's standards for quote unquote a real hunt. And then I've thought about this. Like I'll say, I'll talk a lot of crap just for the sake of having fun laughing about high fence hunting. Yeah. Now, there are particular places in Texas that are, like, literally 100 acres and less that are high fence. Like, we'll take you out on the golf cart. You'll go kill your animal. <laughs> and it's like... We'll have a fully loaded cooler. Yes, and, and it's a like the a, whole time. almost hand-feeding the animal. Here, there it is. Shoot it. Like, yeah, it's a petting zoo, but you, you can bring a rifle. Yes, essentially, yes. That's not my style of hunting, uh, even if it were given to me i probably wouldn't do that but that's just me i'm not gonna go like get on publicly get on someone's and be like you're not a real hunter but do i agree with it not really but i don't know where that standard is like that i agree with is it 200 acres 300 it's it's kind of like i I think where where that's really right to criticize those people is if they go to a place like that and then they they take the picture where they're 15 yards behind the animal and they talk about the (laughs) They had to get up early for that one, you know, yes. and it's like this whole thing. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah, 100% at that point, you can definitely make fun know, of them. Make fun of them for sure. But a lot of this, like I said, the hunting community is, sometimes I think it's worse than the gun community, which I don't know. There's a lot of terrible people as pertains to the gun community. Like, it's so ridiculous. But hunting is hunting, the way I look at it. I mean, obviously, there's different difficulty levels but at the end of the day you're still hunting like hunting is hunting well it's kind of what it is to you like at the end of the day like you define like what you want to do so yeah there's some people who who aren't interested in you know hiking up mountains and doing yeah. all that well some people can't you know older people i mean it's there's definitely a, a place and time for certain things and there's definitely things that i don't agree with like i said before but the, the this whole like always been bashing on each other about this ain't hunting. Like, I mean, I've seen it even, you know, with, through our stuff that ain't hunting type stuff, like comments and whatnot, because we're hunting over feeders in Texas. I'm sorry. You live in a shitty state. <laughs> you can't have a feeder. You can't, there you, go, you Kyle. can't feed, <laughs> you can't feed your animals. That was a cough. That wasn't like a, uh, anyways. And then like the bow hunters. Yeah. Some, some of them are toxic and 
I blame Joe Rogan, but uh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> some of them are toxic as hell, and they just they act that way towards all rifle hunters. Then, then you got the rifle hunters who break it down to like caliber and then yardages and everything else. Like, okay, it's great and all. Like, shooting a deer at seventy-five to hundred yards isn't my thing. I'm not going to bash you. I could give a shit less. I might. I might we're going to we're going to make fun of you because you're using a 300 wind mag <laughs> with a 28 inch barrel to shoot a deer at 75 yards. Typically, that's usually how it goes. It seems like the shorter the distance, the bigger the caliber and lo- longer the barrel. <laughs> almost like touching. Almost poke the deer with the barrel. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, we're going to laugh and all that, but I'm not going to like call you out and be like, "There was a fair chase and everything else." You should just like. How are we ever going to stand up to these groups that don't want hunting when we can't even get along ourselves? Yeah. Is the way I look at it. What well, it seems like so much of it's not coming from a, it's not coming from a place of like honest criticism. It's right. I either don't have the land access that you have. I'm shooting on BLM, or uh, I can't afford to go on a hunt. Hundred percent. I think what's worse is a lot of the, a lot of the people who go on hunts like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a class of people who only hunt that way, but yeah. Like some guy saves up to go on this hunt to go get a guaranteed monster, essentially. I mean, well, I mean, if you think about it, let's just talk about whitetail hunting in Texas. It's gotten so damn expensive, especially with corn being almost thirteen dollars a bag, fuel being whatever it is currently five dollars in excess, somewhere around there a gallon. Yeah, maybe it's come down a little bit, but anyways. By the time, like, if you feed year round. All that stuff. By the time you figured up, you could have went to a high fence or even a well-managed low fence game ranch and shot one cheaper, more than likely, because deer leases nowadays are freaking expensive. But you know, a lot of guys don't look at it like that. You know, I enjoy like the whole all the work that goes into it more than actually shooting the deer. At the end of the day, if we like figured up what the deer meat cost, it'd probably be cheaper just to eat millet meat co every day. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of that stuff stems from jealousy because people can't afford to do something or they're hunting in some shitty place that is shot out and they don't have many big bucks and stuff like that. That's just the, how it is. People are just get jealous and I don't know. What's well, like, I mean, at the same, like some people, like some people don't have the amount of time that other people have to where it's like, I have one dedicated yeah. weekend. So I'm going to try and make the most of it. I'm going to. I'm going to go on some badass ranch yeah, and get catered to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's my one weekend out of the year that I get to yeah. do that and, and have a much better chance of seeing an animal. So what you're saying is before jumping to conclusions, we should maybe, you know, take a second to self reflect, ask, ask ourselves <laughs> why, why do we feel this way? You know, is it because I really don't like this? Or is it because I'm, you know, jealous? Yeah, or is it because of the hunting community virtue signals just as much as any other community? What's funny though is like <laughs> the at the end of the day, it comes back to the stupid thing of antler size, and it's like the people who get the most mad are the people who also obsess over the size the most. And it's like, <laughs> let's be honest, antler size really doesn't matter all that much. No, I mean, well, it doesn't but, to me. But that's why they, but that's why they get butt hurt is because these guys are going on these ranches where these things oh, have yeah. monster racks. And they're just like. Ugh. where they're managed appropriately and everything else allowed to reach maturity because they're closely managed and, and you then, don't have you don't have a hundred other guys on the same hundred acres yes. as you shooting out every animal and, and typically whatever gets killed is a monster or quote-unquote a cull which 
that's a whole nother subject. Whenever Kyle, Mr. Trainwick comes back, we're going. Here's the deal. You don't know nothing <laughs> about no whitetail management. I'm just going to tell you that right there. Oh, boy. I opened a can of worms last week with all that. Uh, actually, I, the, the articles. Yeah, when you posted that, I read some of the articles. I really like, I agreed with the studies because it's like, yeah, to some extent, like, if you focus exclusively on culling, you're not going to, it's not going to work. No. Obviously, you should focus on nutrition. <laughs> yes. Obviously, you should focus on water and vitamin. Like, duh. I don't. I want to sit down and, and I want. So I've listened to the podcast from that guy. And I can't remember his name, and I read the short article. I want to read like all of his findings, and I'm trying to get him in here. Uh, hopefully, we can because there's there's a lot. There's still a lot of questions. There's also a lot of comments to be made about. Well, yeah, duh. A lot of this information is like, yeah, no shit. If I shoot all the eight points, and undoubtedly <laughs> there's not going to be eight points anymore. Like what? Yeah. So I mean, it, this. So they said they set out to do one of the most comprehensive studies on culling ever done, which they did collect a lot of data, undoubtedly. But there's a lot of stuff like, yeah, no shit. That's what would happen. But you know, common sense thinking. I don't. I guess not everybody thinks that way but there's also a lot of things that are like why like how could you i don't know if we should get into this on this one because we can touch on it keep going how could you trust this data when your your land masses are so much different that's what that's the one thing i didn't like is the the land masses and you can't completely control to like ensure it's the same land like no like there's a lot of there's a lot there's so many factors and i think that's the ultimate point though is yeah, don't you can't focus on any one thing, and magically, they're gonna just have monster. I just bugs. wonder. But, like, I mean, there was a I can't, I got notes on it. I don't even want to open it up because it'll make me go down this road and I need Colin here because Kyle, you know, he probably has some different opinions. But anyways, uh, one particular thing that he said, and I don't remember the exact quote, but it was basically like, it helps a lot if they're getting the rest of the, you know, the pieces of the puzzle as it yeah. feeding water and everything else. But again, we'll get into all that later. Yeah. That's good. That should be a good one. Cause we should be able to get old Pappy fired up pretty good on that one. But yeah, hopefully, well, well, Pappy, if you're listening to this, you don't know nothing about no <laughs> white dumb management. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But Kyle does agree that a coyote is more intelligent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> I this it's amazing to me that people there's, there's an argument on this. Um like obviously <laughs> like like I've seen working dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Like the military uses them, police use them. Have you ever seen a working deer? <laughs> no. I've never seen one. <laughs> I have not. The funniest part is, is there's still people out there. Now, at some point in time, even the, even the, the biggest whitetail hunters, I've gotten them to admit, especially if they've gone coyote hunting, watched like daytime coyote hunting, watched how coyote, a mature coyote interacts with the situation and everything else. At one point in time, I've gotten to all of them to admit that a mature coyote is smarter than a mature buck. Although we had heard during Duff Ball, we heard 
someone going on about hell that's not true. <laughs> so I, I'm, you're gonna say it in one statement, <laughs> and I would say like the buck, like you know the the bucks that are gonna la- old bucks that are gonna last and not get hunted, and you're like, oh yeah, they're super smart. That's like there's there's such a high correlation with that and their ability to not feed until it's like nighttime. <laughs> like yeah, because you're not because you can't shoot them once it's dark. So it's like they're just smart enough. It's like the deer that likes he's, if he sleeps a little longer, he's fine. Yeah, so if he's the lazier deer, <laughs> will be the last one standing. They're just. I mean, Daniel brought up a good point, which he needs to get in here to talk about all this. Daniel brought up a good point about Kyle's argument last time, which was during rut, and uh, you know about bucks getting stupid. Well, cows will do the same thing sometimes. Now, is it on the level of? A whitetail, still no. I mean, you still can spook off a coyote. Like, unlike a buck and rut, like, you could literally shoot the doe that he's chasing, and he'll just stand there and sniff it, especially if you run suppressed. Yeah. Like a civilized person. But again, I digress. Uh, that's all that, like, when Kyle comes in, which that's probably what he was calling, tell me about when he can come. Well, I hope it's not in the next week and a half. Well, I think I already told him. Okay. But anyways. Uh, that'll be a good podcast to really, and it hopefully we can get the guy who did the study in here. And we had a person to a person knows him, they're reaching out and all that stuff. So that'll be awesome. Uh, going back to our original topic, uh, where was we at actually? Uh, I was just, I mean, we were just kind of talking about the guys who can, you know, guys get a week and they go on, they go on one of these nice ranches or. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go drop some money on a hunt. I mean, not my thing, not no. really your thing either. No, no. When they start talking, I totally respect and understand the guys who who do. Like, I've got some really good friends that go on a couple trips a year that are like big, big money trips, and they kill some amazing animals. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm jealous, but I'm not gonna hate on them. Like I'm jealous because one, they get they have the time, they have the funds, because we're talking like fifty K plus hunts. It would take a significant amount of disposable income for me to do that anyways. Like yeah. I wanna go do those things, but uh, you know Here, here's a lot of money. At the end of the day, all the guys bitching that that's not real hunting, if somebody said, Hey, yeah, here's exactly. a free trip yeah they'd be posting that fucking animal on their instagram again 12, 12 feet back yes you gotta gotta get some distance there we seen a picture what was it last week or week four week four. Oh, somebody's elk it was actually a good elk and oh, they still did the whole like you could it had a super wide rack and you could see they were on the back side of the rack yeah to the edge of it holding very it for like like there had to have been 10 feet from them in the animal. What is the point? What is the point? Like, yeah. it's it's already a massive animal. Even like a smaller, you know, racked elk is still a massive animal. But this was clearly, you could tell it was a big elk, but they still got to the very edge on the very, like, old habits die hard, I suppose. Oh, the, the funny <laughs> thing on the Mike, the Mike Glover picture, too, is I believe it was Andy who was in his picture, right? Stump. I think so. There was there was people complaining because like on the picture he was sitting on the on the animal when they took it. And it's like that's not showing proper respect. Oh for Jesus it. fucking Christ! That's the new 
breed of hunters. I was I was anything. taught I was taught growing up that you do this and this and show respect and why can't you just be fucking excited that you killed a monster? Well, I think at the same time it's almost like when I when I see him pose it when he's on top of the animal take the picture and it's not like he was like doing anything derogatory like it wasn't I'll, I'll post it right here. I'm going to let me cue this so I can remember where to post that. I almost look at that as like a joke making fun of all the people who stand behind because it's like, here, I'm on the animal. You can see how big it is. Right. But it's, it's not respectful. Ugh, that's a whole nother can of fucking worms, the whole respectful thing, especially in the predator hunting community. It seems like it's more so the trappers and the old school trappers. And I'm not saying all of them. I'm not calling all you guys out. Some We're reason calling old all, school. Of them, all of you out, every <laughs> single one of you. The ta- old ta- school. Tag them in this, <laughs> all of them. The old school trappers seem to have a problem with posting any photos at all of cow hunting, which needs me leads me to my next statement about anybody who's always like, you shouldn't post your hunting pictures on social media at all. That just gives them ammunition. Guess what? The people who don't want you hunting don't give a shit about no photos. Well, okay. here would be a great thing. As much as some of the, uh, as annoying as some of the uh, hunters that Joe Rogan has spawned. Uh, Wade's a gatekeeper on that, by the way. I can give a shit. Um, like, it's definitely done more for hunting and conservation than if we secretly hid the fact that we hunt. Exactly. Like, how, how has that worked out for us on every other front? Like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I... We don't shoot AR-15s. You can do an assault weapons ban. Just right. don't, yeah, just don't get me. It's like right. it, never, it never works out. Never. No. And I mean, if there's that's a, it's probably the same people. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Who are just like gatekeepers of all the things. Uh, I believe y'all call them boomers of the sort. Yeah, not a fan. They, they tend to like, and again, it's always the trappers. It's like we got to keep this thing hidden. If you want it to die out and go away, sure. Keep on keeping it hidden. Well, they don't understand in the modern nothing's hidden in the modern world. No. No. And and if you keep it hidden, all you can do is get a vice article that's the seedy underworld of predator hunting. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's it's better to have that shit out in public because then you can actually criticize the stuff that needs to be criticized. Everybody can form their own opinions and it's not some oh, these people are secretly hiding the fact that they're slaughtering all these animals. Right. And with no accountability. I do have certain parameters I go by when posting a picture. And if it doesn't meet those parameters, if I can't hide it, I just won't post it. There's a lot of photos that go unposted. Meaning if it's just a pretty gory scene. And that's not because I don't I care what other people like I had to shoot a lot of animals. Get over it. But I don't post that shit on Instagram. Like if you see any of my photos in black and white, it's usually because it's pretty pretty violent looking scene, but I was able to, uh, organize the animal in such a way because I want my photos to look fairly classy. I suppose I don't want guts and tongues hanging out and all this other crap. Just, yeah. To, to the other end, you can certainly have like, where it's just like, Oh, come on. Right. So, you know, the people that do that are typically looking for one. They're either proud of themselves for finally landing a headshot. <laughs> so, they don't care. In three, they're, they're looking for some like drama. Yeah. I would. There you go, Kyle. I would prefer to have a photo that I would, I don't mind looking back on someday and like, oh, that's a good photo, instead of just like, Bleh. You know? yeah. But I mean, I'm not. 
I'm not gonna like gatekeep because someone posts a headshot like it. I just I don't understand, and it, I really don't understand the whole thing about like some of these guys are so extreme. Like, don't post any of your kill photos at all. You're bringing, you're gonna give them ammunition. It's like what? So what do you think they think we do? <laughs> yeah, we're hunting. Uh, I don't think we're by not posting photos, we're not keeping them from knowing that we're hunting. At the end of the day, they probably have more. This just guess of mine. They probably have more of a problem with your trap holding them overnight as opposed to my headshot taking them out instantly. Or here's the crazy thing: they don't give a shit. They just don't want you to be doing what you're doing because it's a cute furry animal to them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you post a picture or if you hide it, whatever. They still want it to not be a thing. Yeah. You just get over it. Instead of fighting each other, you should fight them. I have a joke for you. <laughs> oh, God. How do you know someone's hunted in Africa? <laughs> Don't worry. Th- they'll tell you. <laughs> They're the vegans of the hunt. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I just, you wouldn't understand. I'm like if you see it you'll you'll get it it's just you know you just, have, you just no, have to be there it's it's pretty funny how it's kind of like the new i would say it's like the the newest fans of hunting in africa like that's hunting in africa has been a the, thing for a long time <laughs> the, the hunting in africa starter pack <laughs> field ethos magazine a copy of ernest hemingway novel yes <laughs> A woodstocked rifle. Yes. Uh, and then telling everyone you talk to, uh, Africa's so beautiful. It's just like, it's really helping me reconnect with myself, you know? Yes. Uh, the United States is a big place. You should get out and adventure a little. Yeah. Although, I've never been to Africa, so maybe when I come back, that's all I'll talk about. I think, I think I will wind up going, I'm sure, at some point. Oh yeah, I definitely want to go. I'm gonna ham it up a bit. <laughs> I want like the traditional safari helmet and everything. I'm gonna bring my typewriter. <laughs> oh God Almighty! It's it's kind of funny that, that that that's just it's become a thing. But it's like you know out here in you know Midland Texas, it's always really been. I mean, safari hunting's big out here. Yeah, because a bunch of rich people. Yeah, and so to see you know Kevin Brittingham, which to me is like it's the guy from AAC. Um, suppressor guy, tactical guy to see him like really kind of bring Africa hunting into like more of my domain and like bring it back quote unquote. Cause like it, it really was like, he was the first one to really, where it really caught fire. Well, it's just like anything else. Uh, but the trappers talking about everything, like it's been going on for millennia and then someone starts talking about it. So it kind of brings it to limelight. Then a bunch of other guys start going. Like well, it got real quiet there for a while because you had a uh, Kendall Jones shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there was that other lady. There was somebody else. Doctor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a doctor. It was yeah. There was a doctor. Well, that was like you know Cecil the Lion. Yeah. <laughs> you had those situations, and I think everybody went real quiet on that. Which that's I mean, not all Africa hunting's the giant. The giant stuff. There's a lot of other stuff to hunt there, but uh, I think that's what. I mean, I think that's what's so appealing about it. Well, number one, it kind of shows you how ridiculous some of this 
these guide outfits are in the U.S. on the price and everything, but you can literally fly to Africa. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, and, you, and you'll be able to hear the drums echo in the night. <laughs> Dude, ultimately, go on cheaper hunts in Africa yeah. as opposed to the country you live in. But uh, and with I mean, with like, it's not as it's, you know, it's it's so rigid out here. There's a lot more. I mean, not all Africa hunting is shooting an elephant. Right. Yeah. There's a, most people just do the planes game thing. Yeah. I think it's it's probably certainly appealing more so than anything else because you can, you get down there and you just shoot a bunch of shit. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, people can say what they want why as to why they're hunting. At the end of the day, anybody who hunts, and there's some aspect of them that enjoys the actual shooting part. I hate to tell everybody, but that's the facts. I've never talked to a hunter that said, and there may be, nowadays there there's, may be a few out there. There's one. <laughs> one guy. There may be a few out there, but I've never talked to a hunter that said, I don't enjoy shooting the animal. I just enjoy eating it. Like, no. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it. There, I mean, it I may mean, not definitely be. definitely not enjoy cleaning. <laughs> that's Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of annoying. But, I mean, yeah, I love to get meat now, you know, and hunt and everything else, but I also like to shoot. I enjoy the, the shooting. Well, I part. mean, I think you might be wrong there because you said you don't, you've never met a hunter that doesn't enjoy shooting, yet at the same time you have these guys with their 32-inch barrel, three and wind mags, shooting a deer at 15 yards. <laughs> they probably don't like to shoot too much. Okay. I took it back. <laughs> you know, by the round that the same box of ammo they've had for twenty years, yeah. it doesn't seem like they enjoy. I'm. It's it's okay to enjoy killing something we are, as long as it's not people. Yeah, unless you're in the military, then you should probably enjoy it more so than you don't like it. Just like well, there's it's like a there's when you when you bring up the concept of I guess killing or taking life animal or people, there is a there's a burden to that regardless, but it's like you can kind of embrace, like there's a maturity aspect too of killing an animal where it's not like, Oh yeah. I'm like, like, Oh, I just murdered that thing. Right. Like there's a this level of maturity you, you can have with the relationship of Hey, I just shot an animal Yeah, without, without having to like weep next to it. Yeah, exactly. Or virtue signal as most people do. Yeah, I think a lot of it is people like they, they want to feign that because it's like, oh, don't come after me. I'm not exactly. one of those. I'm not bloodthirsty. I feel I feel sorrow. Blah blah blah. It's like eh, yes, but no. <laughs> I'm eating that. I don't. You know. Yeah. Well, everybody everybody feels that way until you throw them a helicopter in Texas with an AR-15, and then that sorrow goes away. Oh, fast. oh, the pigs? No, no, that's different. Yeah, they don't care about that. We. We're allowed to laugh about that. Yeah. Did you see that video of the, the <laughs> tactical pig I sent this morning? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, I'll. Uh, I, I wish I could put put it pull it up here, Jamie. It sucks. Ja- but, uh, we need a new Jamie. They had they took like a tactical dog vest and they put it on a pig and had him like make entry into a building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. It's I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying I'm out there like bloodlusting. I only love to kill, but well, you, I mean, you still you definitely. You kill a lot of things more than most people. Yeah. You're, in, en- you're in the upper percentile for sure. I enjoy the fact that I put in all this time practicing, uh, all this work into the whitetail thing. Like all this, this prep work went into this, being able to 
do this at a higher level. I would, I guess you would say. Yeah. So I'm not going to be like, sorry that I hit it. I'm going to be excited. I'm, I'm going to be happy. I, well, and that, but not only that, it comes into that, the happiness of that. Not only did you hit it, but you like dropping the animal there on the yes, spot. Dispatched like it. I gave it a, a clean, yeah. quick, you know, death. And that's kind of an importance where it's almost the people who feign that are the people who probably don't put as much effort. Definitely not. And so, you know, they have an animal that's sitting over there suffering and then it's like, yeah, but it's like you, again, it comes back to that maturity. You have the maturity to know, to practice, to, to have the clean shot, to have the clean kill. It's all part of it. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Shit's going to happen while you're hunting. Uh, you're going to make a bad shot every once in a while. I would much. I mean, I would, other people, not you. <laughs> I would prefer to flat out miss than to wound an animal. I don't like seeing animals wounded. That's not my thing. I would prefer to flat out miss or completely dispatch it on spot. I don't like this blood trailing and all that crap. I want it to die right there. Which is why we don't use Nosler partitions. <laughs> I'm just going to call them out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nosler. I'm sorry. I mean, I have a beef with Nosler ever since COVID started, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, some animals don't want to die. I've seen animals take a lot of things. Like when you start talking, a lot of people who share experiences and they have opinions about how certain things work, it's because they had one particular circumstance happen and then they use that to base all their knowledge, thus moving forward off of. Over the course of several years now, seen quite a few animals die. Not, I'm not saying I shot them all, like I guide a lot have got it a lot. I went with a bunch of people on their hunting trips. There you go, Kyle. <laughs> I've shot my fair share of animals. So I've seen a lot of things. And I mean, I think it was a, uh, it was one of the other pod, podcasts I was listening to. I believe it was one of the Nosler's people came on and he really nailed this home. And I wish I could remember exactly how he put it. It's like, regardless of what projectile you're running, arrow, whatever, that animal, when it gets hit, there's so much adrenaline pumping through it. You don't know what's going to happen. And then some animals just, just like people, I would say, some animals just seem like they have a higher will to live. And I've seen animals shake off a lot of crazy shit. That's just part of hunting. I hate it. Well, I'm sure you've seen that. There's that video that's been passed around the last couple of weeks. It's that, uh, muscle tissue all the fibers and it's still yeah it's like a snake like, you can cut a snake's head <laughs> off and that thing will still slither around yes but see you you can have that opinion but me as somebody who's been to africa when i see that <laughs> i reflect upon the resiliency of the the human spirit you know and how that's reflected into the animals are you just so, practicing for when you do go there yeah i need a i need a pipe <laughs> a pipe and some glasses like like one earnest hemingway yeah it's cool. I, I don't know. I kind of <clears throat> like it because that, that vibe is kind of cool. Um, I feel like the Afrikaners is more of like an honest portrayal of hunting as opposed to like this orange vest, <laughs> blind in the woods, you know, stuff that's from like the 80s to now. I, think. I don't know. I don't know. Just depends. Most of those like are going to be a safari. 
Yeah, but but at the same time, you can go to Africa and not try and like cosplay as a uh, Hunter S. Thompson. He was kind of overrated. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest here. My idea of hunting is, I would have to say, if if I'm forced to give you my thoughts on like, what do you consider hunting? I would suppose it would just have more to do with has my work leading up to the actual hunt exceeded the work putting forward, put forth in the hunt. I would say if that's, that's my standards for myself, like did I put in more work and effort and everything else, then I had to exert to complete the hunt. Then I hunted. Yeah. That's the way I look. So you're saying if you if you dropped in on a private plane, got off, they picked you up in a golf cart, took you over 50 yards over yonder, gave you a rifle, and there was just an animal just sitting there, <laughs> and you took that out, you wouldn't consider that a real hunt? No. Now, would you uh, whine about it on Instagram? Definitely not. Oh. I, uh... <clears throat> but we will make a podcast talking shit about you. Exactly. <laughs> I will, uh... I go back to like my my dad and my grandpa used to always be like mind your business basically. Yeah. I mean, short shortened version of that those talks we had like mind your business, and that's I mean, there's also a saying that goes if you don't have nothing good to say, you don't say it at all. Like stop, sir. This is the internet age. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hunters just need to stop one attacking each other. And there's a difference between attacking each other and constructive criticism. Well, where it's, I have this because this is a whole subset of my personal stuff that I'm into lately. Is where is the criticism coming from? Right. And people need to recognize that everyone's on a different spot along the journey. Nobody started out running up mountains, gunning down elk on BLM. Yeah. Like everybody starts somewhere. And when you act like a, a pompous ass to people, you push them away and they're like, well, I don't want to be that. Right. And you have to recognize that people, everybody's on their own journey. And to, I don't know, give a little bit of a, give a little runway to everybody. And yeah. when you do critique them, make sure it's something that's like, it's necessary to critique. Yeah. Cause like people will see something bad and then they'll just criticize everything about that person. It's like criticize specifically what needs to be criticized. Yeah. And that's just life in general. That has nothing to do with anything else. But. Stop gatekeeping, John. Gatekeeping can be good, uh, but at the same time, it's like, how, like, how are, you know, for example, like, you're really not, I mean, we're not to the point where it's like, we have massive excerpt of influence with some probably with your TPH stuff, but like, I'm more concerned about with the people who watch all these people arguing and what they're getting away from it. And it's right. like, and then you just create these toxic environments, but so goes the internet. Yeah. We have a, <laughs> we have a special treat for you guys. Um, we're finishing up this podcast and we're about to go film another one. Mm -hmm. I think you guys really like, you're going to, you're going to spill the beans on who it is. Who's coming in here. They should. They already know. He's already been telling everybody. Oh, <laughs> so Clay Reed's coming back in the studio. We're going to follow up. I'm really curious how long this is going to go. I don't care. If we can get three episodes out of it, I don't care. Well, I'm debating because if we go like another two, two and a half, and maybe, hey, comment below 
would do you guys would you rather us split it up or would you rather us just post it all? I've been getting lots of comments on that from not on the people texting me. Yeah. My peoples who text me about the critiques and notes saying that we should go longer. But at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that because last one, I'm like, I, I liked splitting up the last one because at the time we hadn't really done anything long. Right. Um, but I was kind of thinking on this one, if it's a long episode, we might just, unless it goes like it might crazy take long. like a week to upload though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the one thing. I love Starlink, Elon Musk, you're the man, but. I think we should just It takes it, so long to upload. Tag it up the ally and use the. It just, the timing never works out. Super internets. Yeah, because I go, an episode that it takes me four to six hours to upload out here. If I take it into town and get uploaded in about 10 minutes. That one day, that one day it took over what? 14 hours to upload. And there are times where, I mean, you know, it's not my fault, but I, oh, uh, yeah, there may be mistakes that are made. Um, and I have to go re- cancel and reupload. And that's why episodes are late sometimes. So it's not my fault though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I don't make mistakes. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't want to keep him here too long because, you know, <laughs> well, as soon as go back and kill a coyote. I was going to say, as soon as he's done, I have to edit that episode and then I have to pack and basically hit the road. Jack. Because you're going to. Going to, to, to New Orleans. Going to Florida, do some fishing. I really don't want to do fishing. I'm not, not a fish reader. My dad wants to fish. Mm, tell us where you're really going. And then we're going to go to the, the happiest place in the world. As an adult with no children. I have nephews and nieces. <laughs> and they very much enjoy the uh, the house of the mouse. But they're not your kids. What does that have to do with anything? I'm a great uncle. No, but they're going with their parents, right? Uh, My sister. Just my, my sister. Just sort of mother. Yeah. And then your parents are going, correct? So, Uncle Dick yeah. isn't literally taking them. He's just gonna be there when they're there. Yeah. So you don't have your own kids. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hop on. It's a small world. I'm gonna sing along the whole time. It's not a small ride, is it? <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a. Gotta get a. Uh, what what a, I'm a, getting a, at is a dull, uh, a dull whip. You're not a haunted, town anymore. Haunted. Everyone has a little bit of a kid inside of them. It's time I, to grow up, Peter Pan. Speaking of ride Peter Pan's uh, flight, it's a good ride. I thought you were going to go total different direction with that. Um, dine, <laughs> dine in a castle. Couldn't go to Epcot. I, just, I don't tour the world. My goal. I want to take. I've been trying to convince Wade for years. I want to take him to Disney World and film it because he's such a a miserable boomer about things. I'm not a boomer. Not miserable. I, I like. I'm miserable amongst crowds of people such as that. Yes. So here's my promise to you. If if you if you hit the like button and we get this many tsunami, <laughs> I would do that, but it would be a mighty high number. Yeah, but it was it was going to be like once we get. What do you think a good number of subscribers is? Oh, I have no idea for that. To make like it's going to be if we ever high. blow if we ever blow up, it's happening. I'm also taking him to Japan, but that's a whole other conversation about the hunting and all that stuff. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I'm I'm about Japan. I want to I want to take Wade to a uh, a karaoke bar in Japan 
in some uh, some maid cafes. What's a maid? And they have they have cafes with animals. Like so, you can, you can go to ones and it's like you like have your tea or your coffee, and there's just a bunch of kittens everywhere. You can do that. I don't like that. I think you would like that because they'll just sit on the floor. Yeah, and then, no, I'm out. Too much hair. Everybody smokes in Japan, so you'd fit right. I'm okay in. with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you would actually. I don't, you need to take your kids to Disney. Everybody should take their kids to Disney. Maybe I just let Brooke and like her mom take the kids to Disney. Well, you can go with them and just not like go into the park for like an hour and then leave and go do your own thing. I think that's worse than not even going. If I if if I die before I get a video of me sitting next to you on It's a Small World going through and like just the miserable look on your face, like I, I'm gonna be upset. So are you saying of old age or? Yeah, Other just a horrible lifestyle decisions. Morbidities. Yeah, let me get the get the monkeypox. If we, I'll have to think on the number. <laughs> Once we get to a certain number, that's when I'll go. I don't know. Should it be subscribers on YouTube or just unique listens or whatever you call it? We'll just we'll hit we'll, one day. We'll wake up and if we've hit, if we hit the point, we'll know. <laughs> No, we're going to set it in stone. The certain number we have to hit, and then I'll go with you. Well, we'll discuss that. I'll have to think on we'll, it. Yeah, we'll discuss that over the week. It's a good place to end it. Sure. You being a child going wait, to Disneyland? Wait. Is wait, it Disneyland or Disney wait. World? Is that a thing? So Disneyland is the original. That is in California. Y'all going where? Uh, we're going to Disney World in Florida. So we're. I've never road tripped through. I've never been like that way. So we're road tripping down there. We're going to be in, in Cocoa Beach, do some deep sea fishing or something. I don't know. White people. And then uh, swing you, up to the other place for a few days. Um, I'm waiting. Give me a second. We're going to, we're going to outro this. Oh dear God. Um, you know, you know, because today, because today on the quartet. pod, because yeah, <laughs> barbershop quartet, you know, today we've talked about, you know, so many unique locations across the world. And I think it's a, you know, as an African uh, as a per- as a person who's been to Africa, I'd like to interject that uh, you know where it it truly is. If you really think about it, it truly is a small world after. I all. hope you never go to Africa. All right, uh, goodbye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>